1: that's what they're going for um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, that's a big deal you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, that, that personal connection I believe to be super important again, I'm not a professional uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today, you get 10% off your first month, that is BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy
0: this is iFanboy special edition Justice League versus the Fatal Five Hello welcome to Special Edition Justice League vs. the Fatal Five. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and the Animation Brain Trust has reassembled. Paul Montgomery. Hello. And Ryan Haupt.
2: Hi, I'm here.
0: And also possibly the construction workers in the background are part of the Brain Trust as well. So, we're talking about the latest DC Universe animated original film as we do. This is Justice League versus The Fatal Five. They've been doing the occasional original story. This is a totally original story, not part of the shared continuity and not an adaptation of a classic tale, as was the last two we talked about, the Death and Reign of Superman. Here we have an Alan Burnett-Bruce Tim joint. Yeah,
3: I, it's reason to celebrate, I guess. But I, I was also, a lot of the time, was like, well, what is this? Why is this? <laughs>
2: I
0: think I was actually... Because
3: usually they have something that they're coinciding with like it's an event or like you know they do an adaptation of a recent story or a classic story or they do something okay we're going to do something for green lantern because there's a green lantern movie
0: i think what it is movie, is that know? in order to keep and i'm totally speculating based on the, the press in order to keep bruce tim around and interested they're giving him the occasional carte blanche film.
3: yeah that's i mean that's i think what it ultimately boils down to
2: But I also think I would push back a little bit on the continuity question because I think this is actually set in the continuity of the original
0: Justice League show. Well, we'll discuss that. That's a point. But what I mean is it's not part of the continuity of the ongoing original animated films which have the shared New 52 continuity, shared voice cast and all that stuff. This is a Timverse animated style film. Features the classic voice cast of Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, and George Newbern as Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. It's a Justice League tale in which... The Fatal Five, who are villains from the future, come back in time uh, with a nefarious plot. And end up fighting against a non-traditional Justice League team, which we talked about in the last last episode. So, jump into it. Spoilers, of course. will be spoilers if you haven't seen the film. What I thought was interesting about this movie was that it was really kind of, to me, kind of more of a Green Lantern movie than a Justice League movie.
2: Uh, Yeah
0: and even kind of more of a legion superhero movie than a justice league movie.
2: Yeah, that too. I don't know if I would agree with kind of more, but it's it seems to shift in tone or shift in the focus a little bit, but Jessica Cruz and Starboy are the two main through lines. Yeah. So, from that perspective, Starboy, you know, Starboy is our window into the Wow, I'm totally blanking on the name of the future team.
0: Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes.
2: Legion, Legion of Superheroes, and then Jessica Cruz is our window into the Green Lanterns. But, I mean, there's plenty of Justice League I mean,
0: There's nothing that's not. It's just that they're almost the supporting cast.
3: I could buy that.
0: The,
3: the, the way I sort of wrap my head around it is, as Ryan mentioned, it's sort of it's a continuation of the Justice League Unlimited.
0: Yeah.
3: It's that style. It's that look of Batman. It's designs, that particular yeah. voice cast because it's George Newbern. So it feels like an arc, like maybe like a two episode thing of that, because it doesn't all, it also doesn't feel necessarily theatrical,
0: mm-hmm.
3: like yes. in the way a Mask of the Phantasm is, or Return of the Joker,
0: or uh, the last two we were, we or,
3: or the last two, right? It, it doesn't feel theatrical like that. It feels like a continuation of Justice League Unlimited, and if anything, it feels like a very special episode of Justice League Unlimited because the through line other than Starboy and Limelight are, this is sort of a a focus on mental health. Yes. For both of those characters, for Starboy, they mention that he has, or the modern day uh, understanding of his mental affliction is paranoid schizophrenia. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I say that because I, I this is how, the modern day Arkham Asylum staff, the present day, who are the present day, I should say, yeah, are not not the most professional people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're under a lot of stress. There's an exchange between the one doctor and uh, and Batman, and the, the, I don't know, the guy was like real Looney Tunes something. He, he like he used some very off putting phrasing. Was like you maybe shouldn't be a mental health professional. You
2: think that was just um, Warner Brothers? thing where he has to call he has to refer to it by whatever the warner brothers licensed cartoon property sure
3: and we we actually open with the very traditionally daffy daffy duck at least the the opening back when he was actually daffy and 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 jumping around and stuff anyways that that was like the title card in the beginning and then also limelight has a form of ptsd she talks about anxiety and and extreme
0: fear not wanting to get out of bed I mean and that scene
2: where she gets the PTSD from survivor guilt is horrific.
0: It that's is straight from the comics. That's Jessica Cruz's origin from the comics. I was going to ask about that. She and her friends are out hiking in the woods, and they come across a crime, and her friends get murdered, and she escapes. And that's all right from the comics. It's
3: Terrific. yeah. I was like, this is too specific for it to not be based on a larger story. But also, like it as it's presented in the film. It's sort of like, uh, that's. it's kind of out of nowhere. Like, well, I mean, I mean sure, just, extreme things like that happen,
2: Paul, mm-hmm. but they never follow a grave up on it. You want it to be out in nowhere.
0: Yeah. I thought it was as well handled as you can handle it in this kind of scenario where she's having a nightmare about it. And that's so we know her trauma comes from that incident. And Right. Sure. It doesn't really if, it's, matter I, beyond that. In fact, the odd thing was that they didn't talk about how she became Green Lantern at all or why she was Green right. Lantern or if she was the only Green Lantern, which. Was sort of hinted at the only Earth Green Lantern. That was sort of all left up to odds because they, yes. they do
3: show the other. Like, right, no, I mean, statues. the current, currently, like, like cur- but in the current currently. world.
0: Yeah, it was that was the odd choice to me. Not necessarily a bad one, but an interesting one that they chose to not even deal with that. Just that she was Green Lantern, however reluctantly she was Green Lantern and as known as Limelight in the future for some reason, which is yeah. also not explained. Not explained at all, which is odd. There's a lot of
3: just, like, pushing the audience into the deep end yeah. in this movie. There's a lot of, like, things that you are, if not expected to know, then to be at least expected to just roll with.
0: Yeah, and I, I kind of like that as much as I sure. always also want answers. I'm actually hung up on the idea that, which you said earlier, which is, I think what was bugging me at the movie was it was more like a long episode of or two-parter of the, of the show.
2: That's what I liked about it. You said that bugged you?
0: It didn't feel like a film. It didn't have the traditional arc of a film. It's not especially
3: cohesive. It's it's yeah. I don't know, it, It's it's episodic. There are there are certain things about it that would benefit from it being part of a larger block of episodes, like a little bit of context on Miss Martian mm-hmm. because otherwise it 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 doesn't there are some threads in here that just feel like very minor like D plots of the larger story. And when you have such a short runtime on these things, they don't do a whole lot of effort in explaining who the Fatal Five are or what they yes, want or what they can do. Yeah,
0: I want to preface by saying I had a lot of fun watching it. I enjoyed the different take on the characters. I think the downside to having an almost all different team is that when you have a, when you have the regular lineup, you don't need to explain the characters or who they are. Yes, but when you have. Mr. Terrific and Miss Martian and Jessica Cruz and Starboy even you but they don't tell you anything about them, you you're missing something. Even though we know Mr. Terrific and we know Miss Martian, but people watching may not know them. So there wasn't a lot yeah, of all you had to left.
2: do was watch five seasons of a different show from a decade ago and you'd be all caught <laughs> up. So I think you guys are just off your rockers and I don't know. I can't believe that every single time we come together, I am the odd man. <laughs> I,
0: I just, I enjoyed the start to finish. I had fun watching it, Ryan. I had a lot of fun watching it. I'm just saying, it it, like some it. things bugged me a little bit, just that, and I think it was Paul that crystallized it, was that it didn't feel like a film. It felt like it was two episodes of a show, which is.
2: That's a good thing.
3: I, th- I
0: think watching it
3: again, I would be better able to enjoy it just because I then have a sense of what it is. I think I spent a lot L. of time. I, th- I think I, I spent a lot of time watching it just asking quite like, what is this? Like, what is this a continuation of, you know, who is the star of this? And so I, I, I just had a lot of sort of questions as to like why this was being made and presented in this fashion. And I think the answer is, I think Connor, you know, in the beginning said, you know, this keeping Bruce Tim around, letting him do what he wants to do. And then I also think it's like because there isn't currently a Justice League Unlimited show for them to do that in. Right. So the only it's making
2: it sound like this is a this is a pity project for Bruce Tim, whereas I I'm like, no, it's, no not, it's not a pity it's, project. It's not a
0: pity project at all.
2: But it's like I'm really glad that Bruce Tim has a place where he can still produce this
0: content for sure. And he, one of the best ones they did that we loved the most was was one of these was the uh, that that alternate Christ universe on one. Worlds. No, the the alternate universe one.
2: Oh. Uh, with uh, Latina Superman. Right. Yes. The,
0: I'm just saying, when, when Paul asked what this was, this monsters. is this is yes, this is one of his monsters. regular do-whatever-you-want-to-do kind of thing. And it's totally fine. I'm happy. I'm happy to do it because those end up being some of the better ones, and I really like this one.
2: Right. These That's have a higher hit rate, so why are we not just letting Bruce Timm—I con- mean, I guess because he doesn't really want to. He doesn't want to. But, yeah. There was so much good Mr. Terrific in this movie, you guys. This is the most, I think, T-Spheres have ever been animated to actually be doing things.
3: Yeah, that, that was cool.
0: This was, I think, the closest we'll ever get to having a Legion Superheroes movie. In the That's two or sad. three sequences that they had, I mean, there's there's even to call for a comic book for them, much less a series mm-hmm. or a film. I think I would have liked it more had it been more focused. Yeah, I liked it, but I don't think I would have loved it if it had been more focused.
3: Yeah, I just I, I felt like it was kind of all over the place, and like I liked all the different parts, but then just. As a whole, it, it didn't feel especially cohesive to me.
0: Like, there was the Batman-Mish Martian pairing, which was a lot of fun, but that was sort of this thing that would show up every now and then. There was the focus on Jessica Cruz, which was great. And then there was also Starboy, then the Legion would come and take over. And then it was just like, who am I following? I realize it's Jessica Cruz by the end. Yeah. Halfway through, I, I wasn't really sure I think her, really I sure think her who stuff
3: was. really worked. Yeah. I think the Starboy stuff got a little bit short shrift. Yes, because by the end, when he ultimately spoilers sacrifices himself to keep the sun together, great moment. I didn't feel the sense of loss that the movie wanted me to feel. I get it theoretically. You know, like this is very noble. and it's very tragic because he's lost out of his own time. He doesn't have his medication, which he does you know in in the future, he has to be really dutiful about taking the serum. And that's undiscovered in the present
0: day. And so he doesn't have that. That actually, I felt more emotion about that revelation than the sun.
2: Right, because the idea there was when when Saturn Girl, or I think it was Saturn Girl, said, like, have you taken your serum? She pointed out that if he doesn't take it regularly, the effect of the serum wears off and won't come back. And it won't come back, right. So the fact that he was stuck in the past for as long as he was meant that even if he made it home to the future, if he made it back to the future...
3: It wouldn't so it's not matter him, yes. it's
2: your kids it yeah. wouldn't matter because he wouldn't be allowed to join the rejoin the team anyway, yeah. yeah, and
3: that's that's I think extremely tragic, and I think that you could explore that more and talk about all of the people today who don't have access to medication or or, or people in the past, you know who were misdiagnosed or went undiagnosed mm-hmm. and they are just like, oh, they're just crazy. And if they had been born any other time, they could have had the medication and the access you know, possibly, to live full, meaningful lives, and these are people lost to history. And, you know, and you'll never know how the, the countless millions of people that could have been affected like that. And so this, that's, you know, some of the great science fiction stories are stories like that. It's a, It's a great use of a time traveler story, a person out of time story. And I think that stuff all works theoretically, but I don't think the execution is there. I don't think the attention is necessarily what it could be.
0: I like if, the if idea of a more
3: focused movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great idea.
0: It's clearly their intent choosing two characters with mental health issues as the lead. Mm-hmm. Clearly the, the intent was to explore that. And I give that credit for doing a, a, almost a subversive mental health story inside a Justice League story, which was yeah. cool. But with so much going on, you didn't really... The whole beginning yeah. was about Starboy. And then he sort of disappears for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up again at the end. Yeah, because he he and because he goes into the past
3: after the cold open. And then Batman finds him and takes him to Arkham Asylum. Which, again, I don't think is a great model of, you know... and And I think partly for good reason to show that there are... Places that aren't equipped, yeah. you know, to maintain someone's health or to precisely diagnose them. So he gets like lost in the in the shuffle. So that's that's an interesting institutional commentary. But you know, again, it's just sort of like he ends up getting lost in there, and then it it becomes a joke about how he speaks in riddles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it could be portrayed as much more tragic than it comes across. Because I remember loving Starboy in that JSA book. And then coming to reevaluate it later and being like, they made a joke out of that a lot. But also there was a definite pathos in it. There's the joke about eating the Sloppy Joes and everything and being obsessed with that and, and saying all these non sequiturs and stuff. But it was in the end, it was ultimately a very sad story about this guy who lost his ability to communicate, lost his ability to go about a a typical life and it was all because he was lost out of time and i think there was some more wonky stuff that played into that storyline than is in this one but it's, it's interesting and i just i guess what i would say about my criticism of this movie is that i think it's all interesting ingredients but it doesn't necessarily add up to what it could be
0: ryan what were your why'd you love this one more than the other ones you've seen lately
2: I mean, exactly what I've been saying. It's an extension of the series that I love that Bruce Tim made for years. And this feels like a fresh new episode with, you know, slightly increased production values and the voice cast that I came to know and love the show on. And so I was just happy to get to spend another 70 minutes in this world. That was all I could ask for.
3: Let's talk about some of the, the stuff that worked for us, Connor. You mentioned it, Ryan, the level of animation and production. Looked there, great. There's a sequence where they're fighting in the sky that looked great. I think the animation was really good. More fluid than it often is in stuff that's strictly Timverse
0: mm-hmm.
3: animated style. The T-spheres, you know, look great. The, there's, like, you know, the Wonder Woman sword fighting with the Persuader in the yeah. air. And they're, like, free-falling through the sky. I, it was, I, was like, you
0: I know it was directed well in terms of action. I, mean, I love, yeah. you know, when when Jessica gets her ring cut in half. It was cool. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They also did a really good job of, I mean... For all its choppiness, in my opinion, it, the job of playing with the world, you know, you really were all over the place. So You were on – there was a great fight on Oa, and they were in the future with Legion Superheroes and the Legion Superheroes Museum and, you know, Justice League Adventures on Earth. They really felt like they were in the DC universe. You know, they really mm-hmm. took advantage of uh, what they had to offer, including, the, the, you know, even the Arkham scenes with Two-Face, who Bruce Tim was the voice of, and, and uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn even had a fight scene. Like, there was a lot – there was a lot going on in this movie. Which for better or for worse, it led to the choppiness but also made it really feel like they were in the DC universe. As deep as they could get. Batman was mean. <laughs> he was kinda mean. Well, where have you guys been for the last eighty years? He's mean. No,
3: I know. No. That's I feel like this is the true Batman. Like this is this is how, like how other people see Batman. Whereas some of the Batman led stories are like how Batman thinks about himself. <laughs> He has... like, he's just so He's so rude, and then like he sees this giant statue of himself uh, in the, the, uh, the future sequence, which technically takes place in uh, Starboy's mind, in his subconscious, mm-hmm. or his dreams. And they're looking at the statues, and Miss Martian is amazed. Like, oh my god, I made it! She's like the last statue in line.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: then she's like, hey Bats, how about you? And then he's looking up at his statue, and he's like, looks nothing like me.
0: Which I thought was kind of funny, because... Yeah, yeah. no one really knows what Batman looks like, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. So, two questions. One related to that sequence. Was the continuity of the Green Lantern Corps correct? In that sequence, there's a whole... The continuity story. of it? In terms of the Timverse. Oh. In that museum, there's a special wing for the Green Lantern Corps who have gone missing or wiped out or whatever. They were not seen again or something. There was some mention of that. And it included John Stewart, Guy Gardner... Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan, and Jessica Cruz. So those five Green Lanterns there. Wasn't Hal Jordan never a character in the Timverse? I know he showed up. Guy Gardner was never a
2: character in the Timverse. The
3: rest right. This is the first time we're seeing him. But so, we, saw, we saw Hal in the once and future thing. Right, but this that was, first, was a multiverse. Well, here's the
2: continuity. Here's the or continuity. Was that, the, first, that might
0: not be the right episode. But.
2: The first Green Lantern appearance in the Timverse is Kyle Rayner in an episode of the Superman anime. Right.
0: Series. He had Hal Jordan's origin.
2: Right, Excuse and me. then and there's a spit on the ground. And then John Stewart <laughs> is the Green Lantern throughout the yes. Justice League series. And then Paul's right. correct. There's a like a weird time warp during the Once in Future thing where they're time traveling around and characters are kind of fading in and out. Where John Stewart becomes Hal Jordan, and it's a funny moment just because Hal Jordan, being cocksure, Hal doesn't even need the situation explained to them. They're like, "Here's what's going on, Hal." He's like, "Don't worry, I got this." Like, whatever, it's a time warp thing. It's fine. So that's yeah. But Guy Gardner has never.
0: My other question is, and it's funny that we're not really talking about the villains because I have some problems.
2: Well, they have no personality.
0: There's nothing to talk
3: about.
2: Yeah, they're
0: yeah. When they suck all of the juice out of the power battery on Oa, the main battery, shouldn't okay. that wipe out the Green Lantern core?
2: Yeah, but maybe that's what caused them to be wiped out in the future.
0: So they didn't actually save the day. <laughs> shouldn't Jessica also died when she was in space, and her ring should have had no more power?
2: It should have. Maybe that's why she becomes the limelight. Maybe she's the last Green Lantern in history, and then that's why there's a shrine to them as this forgotten thing in the future.
3: Because it also looked like she had a different control over that energy, that crackling green energy. We Mm -hmm. haven't really seen that before in
0: Green Lantern. I'm just saying I think we witnessed the death of all the Green Lanterns in the Timverse in this movie. My
3: my head-scratching moment was... When they force her to go to Oa, Mm -hmm. and she's got them in the bubble, why doesn't she just (laughs) push them out of the bubble? I'm assuming the reason she has the bubble in the first place is because all of them need it to survive in the vacuum of space. Why doesn't she just form it around herself? Right. And then they're just stuck. (laughs) Because these are some pretty bad guys. These aren't just, like, like, thugs. These are non-human supervillains. The one guys got a skull for a face. Just release them into the vacuum of space.
0: My biggest problem with the movie was the villains, but also their plan... Can you name the villains? No. my Their plan no. seemed really stupid. Was their plan, and I'm making sure I'm not wrong here, was their plan to destroy Earth's sun, thus wiping out all the superheroes from, from happening in the future, and therefore no Legion superheroes, but would that also destroy the galaxy and I like
2: destroy the galaxy just
3: right
0: so well lights.
3: once that solar system the solar system
0: wouldn't that also stop them like that's like a theoretically huge...
3: anything they would do in the past would do that right
0: well destroying the sun because you're,
3: you're dealing with so much probability and chance with just the creation of a individual human being
0: destroying the sun though is fairly drastic suddenly Everything falls apart. I would assume they're no longer themselves. I assume at least one of them is from Earth. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We learn nothing about them, so I don't know if they're human or not.
2: I think their idea was that if you take out the sun, then you destroy Earth, and if Earth isn't around, then if Earth is the headquarters of the Legion of Superheroes and the founding member of the United Planets, then you prevent both of those things from ever getting formed, and that would let the Fatal Five run around in the future, I guess. I right. But, so
0: n- none of them are human?
2: I guess so. We didn't really learn much about him.
0: Hmm. That was just bothering me the whole time. One guy is a cyborg. One I recognize.
3: Mm-hmm. The non-speaking one, the, the brain thing. He was in that R-E-B-E-L-S book. Rebels. Yeah. R-E-B-E-L-S. Because right. of the dots. Yeah, 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 I remember him being on a cover of something. That was with, what, Brainiac 6 or something? I forget. It's been a while.
0: But See, definitely to assume fun. none of them are human and they're all from different solar systems then.
2: Well, I mean, most of the Legion of Superheroes are from other solar systems. Okay,
0: I'm just saying it felt like a fairly drastic plot, and it would have lots of wrong-reaching consequences.
2: I mean, they're they're villains. (laughs) Maybe they don't care as long as chaos reigns, right? It's also weird, if you try to blow up the sun from the center of the sun, it would actually take a long time. The sun is big enough that a single photon of light, because it gets bounced around as it's trying to exit the sun, can take a couple thousand up to maybe ten thousand years to get from the center of the sun to actually emit to then leave the sun and hit like a planet like Earth. I, I was thinking to myself like well how funny would it be if you know they fired this thing that was supposed to destroy the sun from the inside and a thousand years later the Legion of superheroes is running around and everyone's still waiting for the sun to explode. And it's like no it's still gonna be like nine thousand years before it blows up. We got time.
0: Your your Earth science does not take into account green lantern OA energy.
2: True. But this is more sun science than earth science.
0: So no one was upset they killed the Green Lanterns? All of them?
2: I mean, we don't know that for sure. If Jessica absorbed the energy, she could maybe pump the battery back up. When they're looking at the
3: hall of, like, or the clubhouse of the Legion, Mm -hmm. and all the costumes, like, Bouncing Boy is dead, right? So, like, all is lost.
0: Those weren't the dead heroes. Those are just all the Legion, right?
3: But I'm assuming they're dead because they're on display.
0: No, no, that's just like a mannequin. Like a Madame it's a manic So he's retired. It's like a wax museum. Is he retired or is he? His costume's on display. I feel like you should
3: never go further into the future than Bouncing Boy's tenure. You should never go past that because hmm. I can't imagine him retired sure. or dead. He should always be the vanishing point. There's always hope if you know that somewhere in in tomorrow, Bouncing Boy is bouncing
0: sure keep on bouncing so i think legion fans will want to check it out because this is probably the best you're going to get hopefully i'm wrong but i think this is probably the most legion action you're going to get in a film do you
3: get them um, do you get them in um
0: all-star superman i don't remember them being all i mean they could be in there but this is probably the most you're going to get there's like aspects the of them because they're they're in this there's the whole opening sequence and then there's a middle sequence that it's all about the legion yeah yeah jessica cruz is good Jessica Cruz fans, Timverse fans. As Ryan said, this is basically a two-part episode of Justice the Unlimited. There's a lot to Mr. like. Mr.
2: Terrific fans, Mr. Terrific, Mr. Terrific, fans. Terrific fans.
0: Finally, there are to, dozens of us. Connor, he gets to leave, the, leave the Watchtower. Finally, get some action.
3: What is it about Mr. Terrific that that you like, Ryan? scientist
2: oh i think i even wrote articles about this on ifanboy i mean obviously he's a scientist he's great he's a legacy character for a super obscure character i think he has surpassed his own legacy at this point which is cool he's got the t mask which is just a his costume it's a is, great mask it's a great design overall it's um, his red I like, eyes i like that he's completely invisible to technology i like that he's got the t spheres that can do all these cool different things I like that he's comfortably the third smartest person in the DC universe. Like, I like that Batman and Lex are always fighting over it. And he's just like, whatever, I'm number three. That's plenty smart. Yeah, he's just a, yeah, he's just a cool dude, man. He said it ain't science if it ain't fun.
3: I'm not contesting it. I'm just, I wanted you to have a chance to celebrate it
2: here. Hey, it ain't real fun. It ain't real science. That's what he says in this movie. He ain't lying. <laughs> Mr. Terrific's great. Michael Fair play. life. PhD times 10.
0: It's an odd movie. Curries it to capital. Yeah, it's just weird. That's evidenced by the I... odd discussion we're having. It's an it's an odd film.
3: I don't dislike it. I just, I just think it's strange. It's...
0: <laughs> and that's okay. Strange can be interesting. I, I, when I yeah. finished watching, I was like, well, that's, this is going to be an interesting discussion. Especially when this is like the 47th one of these. <laughs> it's not bad. There's certainly been bad ones. I didn't dislike watching it. And it wasn't great. There have been great ones. This, for me, falls in the middle. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It falls on the enjoyable side of the spectrum
3: well how did you feel about wonder woman just attacking jessica cruz to get her to turn into a green lantern
2: that's exactly what wonder woman would do
3: tough love i thought about that i was like you know what maybe
0: yeah tough love she was never gonna actually
3: at first i was like wonder woman wouldn't do that and then i was like maybe
0: she would i like that Wonder woman was way taller than her i mean yeah they were walking on the street and Wonder woman was like a foot and a half taller than jessica cruz which i liked
2: That's a consistent thing in the Timverse. You know, Bruce Tim and Darwin Cook both make Wonder Woman taller than a lot of her male counterparts too, which is
0: great. It should be. Oh yeah, I. We'll finish this up in a second, and we'll do the ratings and all that stuff. Did either of you watch the special feature on Hush? The next. No,
3: I didn't see that.
0: Nope. It's gonna be interesting. Could be. I know Paul and I are not huge Hush fans.
3: I mentioned it last time. I have like a
0: newfound respect for it,
3: but it's not necessarily for me. It's not. Right. It's not one of my favorite Batman stories. But I, I get why so many people like it.
0: Sure. I'm just saying it wasn't necessarily what I was looking for at the time. I haven't read it since it came out. But it looks bonkers. Yeah. They're throwing everyone in the mix. Unfortunately, it's taking place in the continuity of the of these movies, so it's all the regular voice cast and that animation style. Oh. All the villains and Superman and Nightwing, and unfortunately, I, I believe Damien is usurping Tim Drake in the story. Mm. Well...
2: So, okay. Tim so, can
0: sit this one out. It's,
3: <laughs> it's not one of his finest outings.
2: So, Hush was coming out right kind of when I was really getting back into comics, and, you know, Jeff Loeb was at the height of his powers. Yeah. He wrote some good books. I remember reading it and enjoying it, and I haven't revisited it in a while. It's it's This is a one that I might actually reread prior to watching the movie, or maybe I'll watch the movie and then read it before we record. But, like, wh- where is the hate coming from exactly? Why do it's people have such it's negative reactions? It's just... So I feel like this is one of those where everybody just decided they no longer liked a book that was popular for a while and I must have missed why we all turned
0: against it. It's not hate. Also, I think we should discuss this when we talk about the movie. Okay. Let's give everyone a teaser.
2: That's a teaser. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Shut it down. No more talk.
3: Let me sum this up just as a teaser for next time. I think a lot of people dismiss it as the ready player one of Batman stories.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm not going to comment on that at all because I don't want people to know how I'll react when you say it again when we record. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to let that sit there.
0: Yeah, just... There's a lot. Float that. That. It's big and over the top. That's what I would say. Also, this story brought back Jason Todd, and a lot of people don't like that. Oh, that's right.
2: It didn't really, though, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> <It's gonna laughs> the whole time. Spoiler! Let's wrap up Justice League versus God, 05 I forgot about that part. with a rating on it. Ratings out of five.
3: Out of five? Oh, these are hard.
0: <laughs> I got it. It's
2: 4.31. Legion for life. Or 31st century. That's why.
0: Um, I'm going to give it a 3.25. Jesus. You're getting really granular.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a, whatever Connor said, a 3.35. 2.5. 2.5, sure.
2: No, 3.5, Paul. You said it correctly. Okay, 3.5.
0: It's enjoyable. If you're, a, if you're an Unlimited fan, or a Tim Ferriss fan, or a Legion fan, or a Jessica Cruz like fan, guys, check it out. This discussion
2: we had, I did not feel like I was talking about it with two people who enjoyed it.
0: No, but there was weird things about it. I feel like
2: back heels this whole time. I feel like you guys are much more critical than I was this time.
0: But there were weird things about it, Ryan. It's a weird movie. Okay. But weird's not necessarily part bad. part where Wonder Woman
3: gets out of a big thing, and people are like, are you okay? And she's like, I broke "A broken nail.
0: And I was like, come on. That's lazy. And it was kind of funny because of the way she delivered the line think of like you
3: know i mean susan eisenberg is great but you know i just like think of like two or three more potential responses and those might be better
0: all right any final words ryan
2: yeah i mean if it ain't real science it ain't real fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> or if it ain't
2: real fun it ain't real science that's that's what he said but all
0: both right. are true until hush i'm connor i'm paul shh Dude, hush